One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Joel. Tom. Welcome to... Uh, welcome. Welcome to the last episode of How Goods Footy for 2023. We are a weekly AFL podcast. There's normally a third member of us, but he's he's abroad. Yep. He's, he's, he's okay. He is okay. In fact, he's probably more than okay, Joel. For the first time in his life, Sean Carney is okay. Yeah. He's on the road to he, inner peace. And he's on the road in Germany. He's, he's on the road big time. <laughs> Joel, I got a question for you. Tom, I got an answer for you. Yeah. Joel, how good's footy? I got another question for you. Yes. Haggard's grand final redemption. Woo! Uh, it oh. felt good. We so look, hey, I don't know if you've noticed listeners, but the AFLW grand final just happened. And it blew my dick into the sky. It, there's a lot to cover. It was in Melbourne, which was good for us because yes. we could go. It's the first time it has been in Victoria since the Bulldogs won. Which is uh, 2018. 2018, yeah, yeah. Uh so and the first time an expansion side has made the grand final and the first time since that grand final, the grand final has not been contended between, like, what, either Adelaide or <laughs> Melbourne. Um, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, it's, it's yes, the big three of Adelaide and Brisbane and Melbourne are still up there and Brisbane obviously played and won. won. But I think it's a bigger deal because unlike Adelaide and Melbourne, Brisbane got fucking raided. And everyone was like, they lost. They lost to Melbourne at home. They lost too many players. They were their form throughout the year was a little flaky. Yeah, we were the first to say it. They looked shit. They looked like they were going to come fifth. They looked like they were going to come fifth. Then they came fourth, and then they came first. Whoa! Um, Joel, it was so fucking good, man. It was crazy good. So I guess, like, look, we went to the game. Best way to talk about the game. We've only got one game to talk about this yeah, week. Yeah, this might be a short episode. It's also our last episode for 2023. Think of this as like the after party, listeners. Yeah. This is this it's, is the good shit. No, you it's know, just it's, all it's, vibes. This is actually the the breakfast the next day, like in the morning. Yeah. And everyone's like slowly waking up and someone's making coffee and everyone's kind of sitting there like, well, it's pretty fucked up. And Someone's having an espresso martini and yeah. that's this podcast. Yes. <laughs> We've come in here. We've come in here hot. It is hot. It's like a 35-degree day here I don't in think it was Melbourne. that hot. I think it was uh, 31. According to my car, it was 36 when I parked. 
Yeah, but like that's car temperature. Cars do lie. Cars lie. Cars lie. My car's like, I got no petrol. And I'm like, yeah, yes, you do. You do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 you do. Yeah, we can make this work, you car. Can... You shut up. I have only had a car betray me once with that, where it was like, I got no petrol. And I was like, that's a lie. We're going to get KFC. And on the way back from KFC, my car went, no, I don't have any petrol. So I had to like shamefully pull over to the side of the road. I was close enough home that I could walk home Did you with walk the, KFC, eat the KFC, then eating come the back? KFC, and then my cousin drove past and was like, pulled over. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, my car broke down back there, but I'm walking home eating KFC. So then he drove me back to the car. We checked it out. He's like, there's no petrol in the car. I'm like, yeah, I figured I had enough maybe to get home. <laughs> so and then he was probably like, what's your next move? Because, yeah, you had enough petrol to get home, but then you've still got to go get fuel at some point. Ah, separate problem. I had my KFC. Yeah, that's true. He then drove me to the petrol station. I got my petrol. We drove back to my car. I did filled it up. It, did you bring it with a jerry can? Uh, yeah, we had a little like like petrol can. Oh, that's this story yeah. ties in then. It, it sure does. <laughs> uh, because the jerry can made me unstoppable. It kept me going again. Much like the jerry can made the Brisbane Lions unstoppable. It made him go again. So, look, let's just jump into what our AFLW Grand Final Day looked like. Uh, it looked juicy. If you follow us on Instagram, there was a 24-hour period where you could tell how juicy things were getting because our story posting became more and more erratic as the day went on. There was we a posted- point where we posted the same story, but from different users. One of those was overseas. Yep. But it's very funny. We FaceTimed Sean at halftime and post-game. Yep. Bearing in mind that the game started at 4.30 a.m. for him. Mm-hmm. So that's big. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we, we FaceTimed him, took a screenshot. I immediately posted it on Instagram as a story. And at the same time, <laughs> Sean also posted it. And without talking about it, both of you put a song over the picture. Yeah, we both put uh, uh, footy, footy, footy. Wrong. You both put the boys are back in oh, town. Oh, that's over. right. That's <laughs> right. Man, there were so many... We did too many posts. No, I think we did. it was story posts. There's no limit. I mean, there is a limit, but like we what didn't get anywhere limit? near it. The limit is like, hey, if someone clicks on your story and you've got 20 stories, they're not going to watch them. But if you got six or seven, that tells a story. Hey, and if you're at the grand final and those stories are like about 16 to 20 minutes apart due to the nature of the quarters <laughs> of the game. And also, uh, you know, 16 to 20 minutes apart is also uh, a good... You're like, okay, that's there's been at least one hydration break in between this. So oh, these stories least. are going to get sillier and sillier. It was, yeah, it was a great day. Beautiful weather. Bit hot, though. <laughs> I, think it, I think it actually went... Because I was worried. I was like, oh, it might be cold and a bit shit. Well, pants, mistake. Big mistake. Did I got a little bit sunburnt, but not as bad as I thought I was going to. Would you like to see the limit of my sunburn where I have a line where I wear a bracelet? <laughs> uh, my partner, Amanda, has a watch burn. Yeah, I got one of those, too. Watch. But I put sunscreen on. I put sunscreen on. But I think on. we were just in the sun. What I love, too, is it was general admission. We could have sat anywhere. There was a lot of places in the shade, but we were like, we want to be in the thick of the action. We went like three rows back from the fence on the wing. Oh, it was good shit. Uh, so, yeah. So, I guess, like, we'll wind it back to where it starts for me. Like, we, we met at the ground. Yes. But uh, I got the tram from who knows where to the ground. Yeah, anywhere between two minutes to two years away. Yeah, I left sometime in 2021, got there just in time. Man, how was it? You came out of COVID and all of a sudden no COVID. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Uh, so yeah, got into the got onto the tram uh, and met up with friend of the show, Ryan. and Who is a North supporter. Who is a North supporter. And uh, my housemate, Tom Edgoose, who... Uh, Listeners of longtime listeners of this show may recognize from movie maintenance. A show that is dead. And the, show is coming back. <laughs> the show that is dead. 
I don't think a podcast has ever been more dead. I think it's the deadest show of all time. Yeah. But yeah, so he he lives with me. Uh, so we were like, let's go to the footy together. He was keen. He Can I just chime in too? I don't want anyone to hear me be like, that podcast is the deadest show of all time and be like, oh, that means it's coming back. It is not. Yeah, yeah. This is not a joke. <laughs> we That podcast is just, like if movie, it is dead. If movie maintenance comes back, I'm quitting plumbing the Death Star and killing myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, That's I'm, how serious I am. I'm getting into accounting. Oh, yeah. And I'm never so going to game of football again. We The podcast has run its course, <laughs> listeners. And if you're an old movie maintenance fan and this is hurting your feelings, that's Skating okay. Boys, new episodes every Friday. It's much better. It's great. Listen to that. We occasionally almost do that old show. Yeah. But then you don't. Then that we don't. podcast is dead. That podcast is dead. Podcast is not dead. This one right now. Let's talk about yeah. the Yeah. Uh, so, got on the tram. And I was talking to Tom and Ryan because I was getting excited about get- going there. And I was like, this feels funny at the moment because it's grand final day, but it feels like a secret grand final day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like when the AFLM, obviously, and hopefully AFLW gets to this point too, but like AFLM, like everyone, you wake up, everyone's like, well, it's grand final day. So every, like, it's just everywhere is footy in Melbourne, like on grand final day. Well, with the AFLW, it just feels like a normal day. But got on the tram and as we got closer and closer to the ground, more and more people got on that were in... That clearly had exactly the same vibe as us of like, yeah. fuck, it's grand it's final grand day. Final um, there was like an old guy that got on the tram. He looked like, well, he was a North supporter and uh, he looked like he had lived through. Being a um, North supporter? Yeah. yeah. Um, he was probably like in his 50s, maybe early 60s. Looked got like the, he was in his 80s. Looked like he was in his 80s. Yeah. He was wearing like an old North Melbourne fleece. Oh. Too hot. I don't know what he was thinking. Way too hot. And he was like, because I was wearing a Brisbane scarf, but- Ryan and Tom were both wearing North Melbourne stuff. So, like, he kind of stood near us, and he looked so nervous. Not mm. nervous, not, like, as in, like, intimidated by us, but nervous as in, like, he was going to hell that day. Yeah. Um, it's so funny was, that the I, grand final is the greatest joy that you can get, but the closer you get to it, the worse it is. <laughs> yes. Because the closer you get to that joy, the closer you are also to the worst what happened in yeah. September. Yeah. It, it's it's such a – footy is – Fucked up. Yeah. Again, the closer you get to the greatest thing you can have, you're also miles away from it. We, we for work, interviewed a bunch of players about their experiences of it, and Luke Shuey was talking about losing the 2014 grand final, and he's, like, talking about how you do drug tests. Yep. After the game, and he got picked for one, and so did, like, Sean Burgoyne. Mm-hmm. And so they're sitting in the same room waiting to do a drug test, and he's sitting there having lost a grand final, and Sean Burgoyne is there with a premiership medal and a beer – looking so happy. Yeah. And he was just like, oh, this this is really bad. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's the quote he says that I think is quite interesting is he's like, you would almost rather not make the grand yeah. final than have that experience because it's just like, it's the worst. Yeah. But you want to get there because then you might get, you might get the Sean Burgoyne. Yeah. You could be Sean Burgoyne. But Sean- there's always yeah. got to be a Luke Shuey. Yeah. There's always a Luke Shuey and there's always a Sean Burgoyne. Anyway. Where's Sean Bergman? <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, hit this guy on the tram with, like, Phew, it's going to be a big day. And he looked at me with, like, a thousand yards tram and was like, yeah, geez, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love, like, the vibes going into where, like, again, the vibes at W Games are so good. Yeah. Sold out crowd. Although... So- Although they said it was sold out, and I think the capacity is like 13,000, and they yep. got just under that. So I don't know whether it was sold out, and a few like corporates didn't show, or people got sick, or yeah. I don't know. Um, but 
Huge crowd though. Big crowd. Packed crowd. Um, I hadn't been to Icon Park for a little bit uh, ever since Essendon joined the league. Basically, I'm playing at Windy Hill. Yeah. My last journey to Icon Park, I think, was last season. Geelong played West Coast there in a yeah. double header. There was an Essendon game before it. Yeah. Um, where I couldn't concentrate on the first half of the game because I realized the entire Prosparkas family, family was sitting behind, behind me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, get to get to Icon Park. We have a cheeky drink. Um, I've messaged one of my other friends that's a North supporter, and I hadn't been to the footy with him before. And he is the nicest, one of the nicest people I've ever met. But I'd heard you don't want to go to the footy with him because <laughs> uh, North Melbourne could be 0 and 18 for the season. You go to the 19th game with him, they get done, and he acts like it's the first time they've ever lost. They've ever lost. <laughs> um, and the moment I met, we met up with him, I was like, he does not want to be around me while I'm wearing a Brisbane thing mm. scarf. Uh, but that, it just made the vibe immediately funny. Like everything, vibes was through the roof. Vibes through the roof. We were looking across the field. We could see Gemma. We could booth. see Gemma. <laughs> we're like, I took a photo of the media section and I was like, Gemma, is this you? And she's like, yeah, I'm that orange drink <laughs> bottle. And then I made it clock the drink bottle and then she came out to take a photo of the ground and I was like, oh. So then I sent her a really bad, like, eight-time zoomed-in photo of Pixels, and I was yeah. like, I think this is... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was great, and I uh, we met there. I Amanda came with me because yep. we love getting around the W. Uh, Joel, we made a very important purchase before the game started. We yep. obviously brought two scarves yep. that we have, have worn before. Scarves that needed redemption. They needed a cleanse. They needed a cleanse. The vibes, the vibes at the ground, wonderful. The vibes on our scarves... Not as good. No, bad. So we needed to we needed to find a way to balance the scales. And I walked in and I saw that I was selling Brisbane badges. And I said, "Come on, do you want a badge?" And you said, "Yes." Courtney Hodder. So I was going to get an all the badge and a Courtney Hodder mm-hmm. badge. Courtney Hodder sold out. Yep. All the Roy Dwyer, one badge left. <laughs> so I ended up with an all the badge, and you rocked. Kathy Spark. You sparked around. Yeah, I was like Tom, spark me up. Yeah, so we put our badges on, we're in the ground, we go to our seats, we're on the wing, three or four rows from the fence, in the direct sun. But there were some clouds, like, milling around, and I thought, oh, because they said cloudy, it's only going to be 22. We, yeah, we got we got clouds for, I reckon, about five, five minutes. To ten minutes, the, and it was <laughs> at a perfect time where we got lulled into a false sense of security, because it was just before the game started. We're like, like oh, oh, this, this is, is going to be quite nice. nice, it's warm, but it's not too hot, and then the clouds fucked off for the next <laughs> two and a half hours. And we looked at the horizon, and there wasn't a cl- I don't think there was a cloud on Earth <laughs> in that direction. No, it was, it was so hot. So man, we had to work really hard to stay hydrated. Oh yeah, yeah. We and we did. We stayed very. We stayed hydrated. very hydrated. Um, we also got got treated to a beautiful performance from G Flip, who oh. unfortunately got dogged. Maybe they the got hardest. dogged so hard. They got dogged in a way that was so funny and so obvious from the point where they were setting up the stage of like, oh, this is stupid. Well, um, they got dogged, but not only them. The crowd got dogged? The crowd got dogged. The people there got dogged. But also, like, they did a thing for Aaron Phillips. They talked about, like, Zali Goldsworth. They did a whole thing for the, like, goal scorers. They did all the players who'd achieved something came out and sort of did something in the pregame. On a stage. Where were they facing? Facing where such a small, facing the media area where the cameras were clearly set up. Yep. Meanwhile. So facing the media section which unfortunately is next to a grandstand that is closed. Yeah, it's condemned. <laughs> so, like, you have you, you – have, there are fans over there, 
but 80% of the of the people in the ground are on the other wing. The direct other side. And it was like the entire concert was not played for anybody no. except for the cameras. And it, it honestly, I sat there and I was like, this is the most AFL thing I think I've ever fucking seen. Yeah, it was just like to have like to hype up a sold out crowd and then have G Flip come out and they rock. They're the perfect entertainment for the AFLW Grand Final. They've done it. Oh no, they did the men's they one the last men, year. The, yes, the they, Geelong one. Yeah, at half, half time, time they were part of that performance. Um, and I think they've done AFLW stuff before as well. Yeah. So like, great, good vibes. They had uh, Sabrina Frederick and uh, Jesse Wardle played the drums like as part of the set. Would have loved to see it. Wouldn't know. Also, <laughs> the hilarious part about Icon Park: there is only one screen. Yeah, and it is di- perfect directly. Over that side of the ground. So, G so Flip. if you're on the wrong side, you could see G-Flip. Unless they're using pyrotechnics, in which case the smoke is obscuring the screen. And let me tell you, G-Flip, a lot of pyro. And also, G-Flip dogged in that thing too because G-Flip stage faced the screen. So, G-Flip would have been performing directly, like performing into a mirror. I just... <laughs> it, was, it was so stupid, especially that they could have put it anywhere. And I understand, yes, it's for TV and stuff. You could put the cameras, like you could just set up the stage in a better way. Like it was so awkward, especially when they're doing like like honoring Aaron Phillips. We just could not see a thing. No. And it wasn't like, oh, yeah, we're in a weird part of the ground. We're in the side of the ground where 80% of the crowd was. It was so dumb. God, I love how stupid the AFL yeah, is. Like, but it was like dumb, but we were just like, oh, this is funny. And it, again, it, the vibes was still through the roof. Um, then... The game starts and it becomes very clear, Tom, that we are in enemy territory. Well, we it was kind of like I knew there was going to be more North players, North supporters. And because no goals were kicked in that entire first quarter, you didn't really realize. There was one goal well, in the was first one, quarter. For most of the first quarter, it's this tight, contested yeah. ball. Is, it, is, it is hot. Like it's hot on my head. Yeah. It's hotter out there. We're sweating. <laughs> and then... Garner kicks it from about 45. A yep. huge kick. Beautiful kick. And I'm like, I wonder what the balance of the crowd's going to... Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it felt like the men's grand final again where it was like, oh, when Brisbane did stuff, the crowd cheered. I'm like, oh, there's a lot of Brisbane here. And then the moment North Melbourne did anything, the crowd cheered. And it was like, oh. Oh. It's... For every one of us, there is 10,000 North Melbourne supporters, which is crazy because the ground fits 13,000. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's generally crazy. Joel... Look, this is good. I'm yep. liking this. We're yep. coming in with the right energy. We're talking about the grand final. I just think I just think something's missing. Yeah, or maybe someone. I just don't think we can talk about a grand final featuring – I don't think we can talk about grand final redemption for the Brisbane Lions without talking to a man who needs to share his story of redemption. You know what, Tom? You're absolutely right. And uh, maybe with the magic of the telephone, oh. we can sort this out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sean. Yes. I've got a question for you, mate. Go on, mate. Wie gut ist Futi? <laughs> <laughs> now, for anyone listening at home, oh, I need you to know that that is, <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, a spot-on translation, by the way. I Googled it before we yeah, started. <laughs> I looked it up as well. <laughs> Congratulations to you boys, Brisbane supporters for the day. Um, more successful outing the last time. 
Yep. Yes. Well, we we're just discussing that we've cleansed those scarves for you, Sean. Yeah, it does feel like that big time. Um, um, Sean? I don't know if you've read emails, but there is an email. I, I saw one from Ryan. It's in the Lions group chat, sort of talking specifically to that, to the cleansing of um, all bad stuff from last time. But, yeah, no, this was an awesome game. I really, I was very sad not to be able to be there. Um, when I finally got my... Uh, the video up and running at the end of the first quarter. I was very happy. It was a great game to watch. It was an awesome game. Um, I think I knew KO was going to fuck me overseas. Yep, yep. And I suspected that the AFL website probably would too, and that's that's exactly what happens. Um, <laughs> so I ended up getting one of those uh, Australian, like, overseas things that you can buy, basically. You, you pay 24 bucks for a week of access. Jesus. So, yeah. Hey, you you, you paid twenty four bucks to go to the grand final, basically. Yeah, yeah. What about what we paid? Yeah, we. <laughs> I was slightly more than tickets to the actual game. Yeah, inflation. Yeah, Cut, like currency conversion. Oh, okay, the beanie's on. Whoa. The beanie's on. Sean, he's back. Woo! I know. I know you can see snow outside the window here, but it's actually fucking so warm in this apartment. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, is it because Brisbane are cooking? I should have. <laughs> need a bigger, need a bigger hat. Um, I should have, I should have brought shorts. It's like one of these apartments has got like heated floors. It's off the chain. Yeah, I've uh, had many a sweaty UK tours because of that exact reason. It's almost like they build them properly for the uh, environment that they're in. Yeah. Um, Sean, yeah. tell us about your your viewing experience because listeners have heard about the beers and silliness that we got up to. But so you missed the first quarter, but you tuned in for the second. How how yeah. were you feeling throughout the game? Pretty nervous. It was one of those games where, and sorry about my voice, I'm quite jet lagged and, and feel fucked, but um, <laughs> it was, yeah, swings of momentum. And to be honest, I think at the end of the third quarter, maybe the start of the fourth, it honestly looked like North would win the game. Yeah. Um, and then, like, Conway, I can't remember what time it happened. It was in the last quarter. Conway went off with a head knock. Um, Shannon Campbell was on the boundary line looked like she was spewing up um, <laughs> she got Kathy absolutely Spark obliterated was, yeah Kathy Spark was on the bench heaps she, she was obviously injured she had like two touches for the day two touches and six tackles so <laughs> still still keeping that that level but um yeah it just seemed like yeah, I wouldn't have believed it if you'd said North ran out of gas and Brisbane didn't but <clears throat> Oh, no, they just held it together. Sean, I mean, would you no, say... Uh, about the jerry can? Yeah, I was yes! about to say, say that there was a little yeah. bit of petrol left in the jerry can and North didn't have any. Yeah, that's that's basically what happened. Um, fucking love that team. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Hey, Sean, did you hear the news that if Dakota uh, Davidson had have done her ACL, she still wanted to play? Yeah. And um, what, she kicked two goals in the last quarter? Yeah. Yep. Game breaker. And uh, have you talked about Courtney Hodder having 18 tackles? Not yet. No, we, Sean, to fill you in and just to give the listeners a recap, we got to the end of the first quarter and decided we should call you. (laughs) Um, I mean, obviously, Brie Conan, like, fuck me. Yeah. That is, that is such a complete performance. When you put on the number three for the Brisbane Lions, magic happens. That's (laughs) just how it works. Um, And her her kicking this, you know, the ceiling goal, I think there was probably a minute and, Yep. Changed it, guys. So it was probably 
it's probably over anyway, but her, for her to kick the sealer, it just reminded me of Vossie kicking the sealer in 2001, so Whoa. just magic time. And I've, I've listened to a bit of what Gemma's had to say about the game, and um, I can't remember exactly what she said something to do with she just adapted so well to the phases of the game, like what the game needed from her. Yep. Early on, she was just a brick wall in the back line, and then she went to Jazz Garner in the middle when they needed to, like, not stop her because it's impossible, but just sort of, like, quell the influence, and then, you know, to pop up forward late and kick a goal. And I think Courtney Hodder won most courageous at the W Awards. Yep. Like, Conan, Conan could have won it too. Like, she's just throws her body on the line and just never gives up and she's just a freak and it's kind of like she just goes under the radar and I think people will now off the back of her last two finals in particular will probably be like yeah fuck she's like one of the best Brisbane players easily hands down well there's a reason she's the captain like yeah. she's she's the perfect choice for the captain like she that that first quarter too where the ball was literally bouncing from end to end and Norths were just were throwing everything. There was a passage of play where she marked a ball and then they said, oh, no, free kick, a block. So she gave the ball back to the North player, took off. The North player bombed it in. Brie Conan marked it again. Like, <laughs> it was just like she was on, like, locked in really early. And I think Spark having acquired a game was okay because I think – that was some of the best footy I've seen Courtney Hodder play without her kicking a goal. Like, if that makes sense. Like, her pressure on the ball and her ability just to get, like, a, a quick handball or just a tap forward or or just an arm into a contest. Or just, just to be annoying and in the way and get the ball, like, out to the outside just did awesome work. I think this grand final two is a testament to sort of what Starsvich and the team's done all year. Because there's been times this year where it's like, oh, that's interesting. Brie Conan's playing in the midfield. Or Conway's gone for uh, not Conway. Uh, Campbell's gone forward. Or Hodder's spent time in the middle, and players have done different roles. And at the time, you look at it and you go, mm, "I don't know about. That. Like, we know what position they're best at. Let's just let's just stick with that." But yeah, when you see players get injured and spend long times on the bench in the grand final, and just to be able to you know to not have Kathy Spark anymore, to be able to just throw Conan in the middle there to do a job on on the best midfielder in the comp. Yeah. Um, is just awesome. They were they were so good. They just stuck to the plan and just outran them, and it was awesome. Sean, yeah, are you ready to do it all again next year? <laughs> yeah, after a long rest. <laughs> March can take its time. Um, I've got a question for you, Sean. Yeah, where's the tattoo? Where's it going? <laughs> Which tattoo? The jerry can. <laughs> oh, the jerry can. I kind of want to get a jerry can on my finger, but I know the finger is such a bad spot to get it. That's a fucked place to get it. <laughs> yeah, it's a little one. <laughs> That's a psycho place to get a tattoo. Yeah, I know. Like I said, terrible. Yeah. Get it on your ankle or something. But fuck you, I'll do it anyway. <laughs> um, Sean, the reason uh, the finger's a bad spot for tattoos is because it wears off. Uh, but Yeah, I know, because you, you, you use them all the time. And yeah. But just get it again. That's true. Got to keep topping it up every premiership. <laughs> Top it up with premiership petrol, baby. <laughs> it was truly, like, we only touched on it a little bit before we called you, but it was truly fucking crazy to just see a jerry can be run onto the ground. We were just like, what the fuck is oh. going on? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it would have been funny for you guys because, like, they brought it on the ground and then you sort of immediately had Dakota being interviewed and she explained it a bit. Yeah. 
um, about but, how they'd had it during the preseason and they were carrying 20 kilos. And it was just sort of this reminder that they can just they can just grit it out. They can keep going. They can work through the adversity and, and, and get the result they need sort of thing. So it's got a really special meaning to it. It's funny that she mentioned that. It reminded me a bit of, um, Tom, you might remember this, when all the characters from Fellowship of the Ring got the tattoo, the Fellowship tattoo. Yeah. And yeah. they expressly were like, we'll never show camera. No one will ever talk about it. And then Sean Astin got tricked into showing it on camera because the, the host of whatever interview he was on told him that, oh, Ian McKellen did it. And then he told Ian McKellen about it later and Ian McKellen called him a fool and it was like <laughs> the big thing and he was ashamed. But like Dakota, I noticed, immediately just was like, yep, yeah, this is exactly what it's about. And then I saw Conway get interviewed later and she was like, oh, that's, that's a bit of an inside the four walls thing. But uh, yeah, we love it. We love the Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> It's very funny because they knew, like, the interview would be like, if we want to get an answer to this, we'll ask Dakota because she's too excited to be able to lie. <laughs> yeah. you got to ask the right person. Yeah. <laughs> now, she was – that. I, I read a great piece, again, from Gemma talking about – you talked about the momentum into that third and fourth quarter, and it did feel like – because the crowd around us – Anytime North looked like they were wavering, the crowd would lift and North would lift. And, I mean, they're a very good – like, North are a good side. They're a very good team. They're a really strong defensively. And it felt like a few times Brisbane would get out of half back and just kick it to Emma Carney or kick it yeah. song down the line and it would come straight back. And then all of a sudden, Brisbane just started to shift their momentum a little bit in their way. And then there was that passage of play where Bell Dawes stepped around one and just turned and this – Fucking mongrel cross kick through the middle that yeah. just hits Dakota beautifully. And that is like Dakota kicked those two goals. Yeah. Both of those marks are big contested grabs. Yeah. Like it's it's kind of that cometh the moment, cometh the, the doors. <laughs> yeah, and she was pretty quiet. I think she had one touch in the third quarter. But then the fourth quarter, maybe five or six touches, four tackles, like she just turned it on. And Brisbane, I think we've talked about this before on the show. They don't tend to have a lot of players that are going to dominate all four quarters. They just have their phases and their bursts, and, and yeah. they get such great support from um, O'Dwyer and Conway, who just run all day. Yeah. And when they go off, they just shuffle other players into those positions. And, yeah. Um, but even yeah, like it was, it, was, it was awesome. But even like that's what I think it felt like a team effort, and as opposed to the men's grand final for the Pies, where it felt like only the good players lifted, and there are the few like passengers. All of the Brisbane players who are the role players lifted. Like Hampson kicked two goals in a in a grand final. Allen yeah, was really good in that first because... quarter. Some of the guys down the back line, like Pauger and um who's the other Irish player, Sean? Done. Done. Like yeah. great work. They just they did what they had to do when they had to. Like even like Ruby's Fark for me was mostly unsided, but then sort of in that fourth quarter, I think it was, she started to sort of get around the ball a lot. And when, when she gets around the ball, I don't know, exciting things happen. Yes. And yeah, just just a lot of role players. I thought Nat Grider's game was awesome. Um Conan obviously. Ellie Anderson, they just go all day. And yeah. just Darcevich calls it a game of moments, and when they all had little moments pop up, they pretty much all stood up when they had to, and that's that's sort of the difference in the end. They had more finals experience, more grand final experience than North. I'm glad they won because to be one and four from grand finals would have fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 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 double redemption. Like they they lost the last one by under a kick. They lose the, the men lose by under a kick, and then they go into this game. No one believe at the start of the year Brisbane and make the grand final, yeah. let alone win. And I think most tipsters tip North Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah, I 
think they had the captain's thing at the start of the year where they said, ask the captain outside of your own team which team will make the grand final, and no one tips Brisbane at all. No, I think it was like 14 for Melbourne, three for Adelaide, one for North and one for yeah. Geelong. Yeah, which is um, is pretty funny. Brisbane, they've kept the receipts. They're pretty keen to um, say get fucked to everybody, and that's cool. <laughs> that's <laughs> exciting. I think, like, uh, you don't have to do that. Just, just enjoy the win. But... I don't know. I think when you've been written off like that, it's it's interesting. And it's such a, I don't know. Starsmith is the best coach. I, I think in, so. In the W in the in the AFLM, I think he's just the best coach. How they keep adapting to losing key players basically every fucking year is incredible. And I'll be keen to see when the trade period begins if they lose anybody else. Because sometimes you know you win a grand final and then you get people who are like, all right, I've accomplished that. Now I can go off and do this, do that. But Bit more money, whatever it is. Yeah, I don't know if you'll lose as many this time. I think your big one was the last Exodus. Yeah, I, I hope not. Starsevich is right. He's kind of like he's thinking to always like, why would you want to leave such a successful program? Like, stay here, and we're just going to keep performing and keep doing well and keep getting better or whatever. Yeah, leave if you want. Sean, I have one last question for you, mate. Before we let you go, because it is early and you are jet lagged and fucked. So, um, <laughs> yeah. how's the journey, Sean? It makes me think of The Last Samurai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? He's called as a voiceover at the end of The Last Samurai when, uh, what does he say? He says, um, he's talking about Tom Cruise's character, Captain Algren, and the journey that he's now on. And he says that he likes to, he doesn't know what happened to him, but he likes to think that he found some small measure of peace that uh, all of us seek, but few of us ever and I think at the moment I'm just experiencing that small measure of peace. <laughs> That's fucking beautiful. That's good, Sean. That's very nice. It's very nice. And probably eight weeks ago, I wouldn't have, uh, would not have expected that were possible at this time. So, footy is um, footy is a beautiful thing. And that, that Brisbane women's team—they're just—they're amazing. Every year they just sort of. I don't know, they're, they're kind of like you kind of like how Geelong every year people write Geelong off because they're too old now and they're not going to be able to do it. It's a different circumstance because with us it's not that we're too old. It's that we're yeah. yeah, you've got no players. Been, yeah, been ripped, ripped clean of all our key players, yeah. that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, just to be able to do it is, brings a lot of happiness to people, as I've seen firsthand from the Brisbane group chat yesterday during the game. Um, I think it did a lot of a lot of good healing for people that have that have had a pretty rough time lately. Yes, yeah, yeah. I get that. And that's the power of that's the power of footy. And so I do sympathise with North people, with our mate Ryan, with Andy Savage, with Jared. Um, you know, you need these little wins along the way. It's really it's it's good. I've been very lucky. Brisbane's been such a good team for a long time now. I'm just happy for the players and for the coach, like the hard work that goes into it, they can actually do it. It's bloody awesome. It's getting pretty fucking emotional watching that game. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's when they go up to receive the, the medals. That's that's when it hits you. Yeah. You're like, fuck me, I'm, I'm about to fucking cry. Lily Postlewaite's gone up there. She's done her ACL twice. Yeah. She's had a fucking terrible time, and she's a premiership player now. It's just awesome. It's beautiful, Sean. And she's, she's just one of the stories. There's, yeah. you know, there's so many good ones. Well, Sean, before you go, is there anything you want to say to the listeners? This is our last uh, episode. Thanks, yeah, yeah. Just thanks to everybody for listening this year. Um, we love it. We love footy. We love talking about it. Sometimes it hurts us terribly. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and 
you know, some of us might take a six-week leave of absence to get away from it all. <laughs> but um, footy, footy brings you back all the time. And friendship too, thanks to Thomas and to Joel. You're, such, you're, you're good boys. Tom, I give you a hard time, but I love you, mate. I love you too, Joel. And I love footy. We love you we too, love you Sean. Too, Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, have a great rest of your holiday. Thank you very much. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Phones asked for feedback on that call, and I said, good. <laughs> and good, I think you said. Yeah, I said good. Das ist gut feedback. Das gut. Um, um, so, look, Sean yeah. spoke us through pretty much all of the game there. Uh, so I guess we can just pick it up from what happens. Siren goes, we lose our minds. We, yeah, you all see there's a clip perfectly, maybe the most perfectly filmed clip of all it time. Was, it was a story post, but I will... Grab it from the stories and I'll make it a grid post because it's way too funny not to have archived. <laughs> we, um, Joel and I hug on the siren for Sean. I scream, how good's footy to the sky? And the camera pans, the camera pans across to show the other side of a grand final, which we've, we've, we've been on. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I remember watching the 2020 grand final when we were locked in our houses and I couldn't go anywhere and I just had to sit there and be like, this feels bad. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. lie down on the floor. Um, of just our friend Ryan, who he was a trooper. He rode every bump. There were so many times where I just shook his hand and he wanted to die. Yep. And uh, our friend Goose just captured just just such a, a bittersweet moment next to some utter joy, which we will repost. And to our North listeners, I know I get stuck into you a lot, but because you're a cunt, because I'm a cunt. Yeah. Um, I said it. Uh, but you should be very proud of your women's side. They yeah. are very good. They're going to keep being very good. Um, and you're, you're pushing the contenders so that the next expansion, like the rest of the expansion clubs can show you. I think a few teams saw what North did to Melbourne and to Adelaide and I, and, and pushing Brisbane in a grand final. And I think a few expansion clubs are now looking at season nine doing this. Yeah. So commiserations, North fans. Um, but, well done on a on a awesome season. Yeah, and crazy. Thanks for season. thanks for mostly making sure the grand final was in Victoria. Yeah, you actually did us a huge favor. We'll forever be like, we went to two grand finals in the space of like seven <sighs> weeks or something. That's ten, well, ten. ten, ten weeks, ten weeks. 
the AFLW starts. Oh no, it started. Yeah, yeah, it was like seven weeks apart. Crazy stuff. Um, also, Joel high fived heaps of players on the fence. Sure did. Gave them some of the worst. Some high of the fives. worst high fives you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, by a man who was like, oh, I don't know if I should be here, but also I love high fiving players. Yeah, my favorite bit of that as they were doing the lap of honor, and we were like congratulating him as they went past. Um, one girl, Ellie Anderson, came past, and one girl was like, oh, that's so good. I'm so glad you won after last year. And the look of relief on Ellie <laughs> Anderson's face was maybe one of my favorite expressions. She looked genuinely like, I fucking know, yeah. right? Um, and it was awesome to see. It was just, it was great. I love um, footy. Joel, I love footy. Twice during the game, ran into Bonnie too good. Decided uh, because I had had a few drinks to uh, play the respectful card and keep my fucking mouth shut. But it was crazy seeing the Essendon captain like a meter away from me. It fucked me up. Players are people. It's crazy. (laughs) I'm shocked. Uh, But yeah, like really good day. We had uh, some cool off drinks after the game. Ryan was feeling a little bit better. Everyone was happy. You had a chicken parma. It was delicious. I racked so many of my friends' chips. <laughs> um, and yeah, just really, really good stuff. A really good end to a great season of AFLW. It's honestly like, I think I said this the other week, but I'll say it again. I am, like, I'm excited for the men's season to start in March. Yeah. I am more excited for the women's season next year because I think you get to see it grow. Like, you get to see... I think this season really showed that, like, the growth now is starting to become very obvious between seasons. And maybe, maybe with some new people in charge, the AFL will finally give a shit. Yeah. uh, I'm looking forward to going to a totally different set of grounds next season because they will have uh, fixed stuff up. But also, like, the grand final selling out that quickly, surely. And, like, even, like, stuff like the uh, Essendon-Geelong final, like, that got, like, like close to 7,000 people there. And in Geelong. In Geelong. That's good stuff. Ticketed, like, as in it wasn't a free one. It was just ticketed. So, like, surely you look at that and you're like, oh. Well, look look at what the um, WBBL did did this year as a measure. Yeah. I think we're in their 10th season, maybe. I could be very wrong about that. I probably am. Yeah. But they, all of their finals were at big venues. Yeah. Um, And obviously there are challenges there because of cricket, etc. Yeah. The AFL own Marvel. Yeah. They decide what happens there. Yeah. For them to be like, footy golf more important. Also, motocross. Stupid. You have a stadium that you own. Put your sport in it. And like- Grow your code. Like they've done it before. Like the Essendon Hawthorne game last season, first game. That had 11,000 people there, I think. And again, I know it was a free event, but they sold out the Adelaide Oval. Yeah. Like they sold that out a few years ago. You, you might like people want to pay. Maybe you don't sell it out, but if you want more people to see your game, because there are people who are like, well, because even stuff like okay, so Icon Park sold out, sold the thir- thirteen thousand tickets out in, I think the general sale sold out in three hours, and then they were on sale again for maybe another hour on Friday to sell the presumably the leftover returns ticket. or corporate things like yeah. that. Yeah. So I- like, if you say it's at Marvel. You get 20,000 people there. That There are games of the men's comp between like St. Kilda and North or West Coast and the Bulldogs. 8,000 that, if you're like, lucky. That don't sell out. Like, yeah. There are, there are games at the G where you have Frio play Hawthorne. Yeah. Or Gold Coast play Hawthorne. Yeah. And doesn't sell out. Doesn't get close. You get 30 or 40,000. There is no reason why you can't. And maybe, yeah, right, maybe maybe you let clubs decide where they want to play their games. Yeah. And if they want to play at Brighton, 
Yeah, yeah they want to, Springfield. If they want to play smaller grounds where it's fucking pumping, but that is not the messages the clubs seem to be putting no, out a, there. And also, finals. Like the other thing too is that the quality of the game is at a level now where you can play it. Like some of the small, like the games that were a bit average mm-hmm. were games in venues where it's like windy as fuck and mm-hmm. there is no protection and it's in the middle of fucking nowhere. Games in stadiums were really good. I will say, AFL, do not fucking think about taking Windy Hill away from me again. No, and look, I'm all for that. I think there's a place for that. And I think eventually we'll be at a place where we'll, it'll all be big stuff. But I think your yeah. finals, do what the WBBL are doing. Yeah. Play your big finals and your big, big venues. I, yeah. What a really good season. Fuck, it was good. What a, man, footy, football, football's pretty good, Joel. Yeah. I've, I've been thinking about the title of the show. And? I think it stays and I think it's good. How good's footy? Very fucking good. Very fucking good. Thank you very much. Do we have an email that we want to read out, Joel? Tom, we've got a bunch of emails. And look, we've read them all. And thank you so much. There's a lot of happiness and a lot of heartbreak in there. A special shout out to Tim, who sent us a video. It's a beautiful video, Tim. He he game ended. He pulled out his phone. Front facing camera on. Let's go. A lot of tears. A lot of screaming. A lot of cheering. But like... Let's read this email from Ryan. Not the Ryan that we were talking about before, but the Ryan that uh, Sean referenced uh, <laughs> from the Brisbane group chat. Yep. Yeah, we don't we, we don't have an email from friend of the show Ryan. <laughs> no, but we know he's 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 getting through it. Yeah, maybe I actually haven't heard from him. <laughs> uh, so the subject of Ryan's email: the funk is gone. Gentle keepers of the football flame, my love for our great game has returned. The molasses has evaporated. My depression has been pushed back down deep inside my soul once more. And the best people to wear the maroon, blue, and gold are led by one of the best in the AFL in Bree Koning and now have made me come back around to say, How good footy! Fuck the AFL! (laughs) Sincerely, Uh. Ryan. Thank you so much to everyone that emailed us. Uh, I guess actually just quickly before we wrap it up, so Ryan's email was referenced by Sean and was nice, but uh, Jess a couple of hours ago dropped a bomb into our inbox, so this one should probably get read out. Here we go. Uh, subject, all caps, we are the pride! <laughs> Boys! I hope that this is a lesson for everyone to never, ever underestimate the mighty lions! I am so proud of the girls and how resilient they have been throughout this season. Time and time again, they have pulled through the raids and tough losses, pulling off miracles when everyone doubted their ability to overcome the hurdles put in front of them. To win against the odds, I am in pure bliss. Now, I have to fulfill my pledge. In the How Goods Brisbane chat, I have stated that if both teams win the grand final, I would get a tattoo, but if only one team wins, I would dye my hair the, co- the team's color. <laughs> so keep an eye out in the Sandspence Radio Discord. Hopefully I'll post a picture of my red, blue, and yellow hair over the next few weeks. And also after work approval. Yeah, the <laughs> fucking girls. And up the Brisbane Lions. Yes. That, what a beautiful way to end this season. What a beautiful way to end this season. Thank you again to everyone who emailed into us. Thank you to Sean for answering your phone in Germany. Thank you. Thank you, Germany, for having phones. Yeah, thank you, Germany, for having phones. Thank you, Icon Pie, for letting us in. Uh, uh, thank you, 
thank you, Footy, for being Footy. Thank you, Gemma, for messaging us last week saying I've been listening to last week's episode and I think you've broken a record for the most incorrect stats and still being our friend. Yes. And then he followed it up with a nice message saying I was chuckling to myself listening to our goods footy. That's true. That's what we do. Yeah, We're not clever, but hopefully we make you laugh. Maybe it's out of anger, though. Maybe. and We're look, not going to change. No, we're not going to change. We're going to be taking a few months off while the footy's done. But yep. uh, yeah, thank you to everyone who's listened this year. Thank you to people that have listened for multiple years. Just like, thank you to footy. Thank you, footy. And thank you to all of you. And thank you, Tom. And thank you, Joel. What a beautiful podcast. Uh, you hate to see it. You hate to see, see it go, go, but you love but to watch it. you love it. to watch it leave. <laughs> <laughs> um, get on the cricket. Mm. See you in 2024, baby! Hell yeah! How good's funny!